This morning on the way to church, one of my sons called me and he said, Mom, are you killing off a man today? <laughs> and I said, well, why don't you just come and find out what we're going to talk about in the message. And our message today is Deborah and Jael, the hammer and the nail. I think I have a hammer down here. Okay, yes, I do. The hammer and the nail. Mothers today have different responsibilities than in any time in history. It's a different world. But all seasons of time throughout history have faced their different dangers and challenges. So I like to go to the Bible and read about women who stayed home or in this period of time I'm talking about, they stayed in tents and they raised their families and household. We can look at the Bible and, and see women who worked outside of the home, as most women do today, work outside of their homes, as well as work in their homes, because being a, a wife and a mother at home is a lot of work in itself, raising families and caring for their homes. So where do we find the examples for our lives today, and how can we take the message that was given to them and apply it to ourselves? And if you would stand now for the reading of God's Word, Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Judges 4, 1 through 9. And the children of Israel, again, did evil in the sight of the Lord. We could put America there as well. The children of America, again, have done evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazar, the captain of whose host was Sisera. Anytime you hear that name when I read or, or talk today, I want you to remember that Sisera represents sin. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Benoam, out of Kadesh, Naphtali. I went to my Bible app to find out how to pronounce all of that. <laughs> and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun. A couple of chapters over, you will read that God had Gideon get 300 men. So God was being generous here. He said, take 10,000 men. And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude. And I will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said unto her, if thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takes shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. You may be seated. 
Now, these scriptures set the stage for our message, Deborah and Jael, the hammer and the nail. I love to teach about women of the Bible on Mother's Day and how God uses women for his purposes when we make ourselves available to him. In the text, we see that the children of Israel, America, have once again sinned and fallen away from God. Verse 2 says that the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan. That means that God removed his protective covering from the people of Israel because of their sin. We also see that the army that is pulled and drawn against the children of Israel is called a host. When the Bible or God calls a group or an army a host, that means you can't count them. It's a multitude. It's more than you can count. Samuel then talks about the artillery, the army that is coming against Barak and the children of Israel. He says there's 900 chariots. There were three men that were on each chariot. And then you had all the foot soldiers, all the different army that came against Sisera, that came against Barak. Sisera was the captain of this Canaanite army, and he was a fierce man. He was a warrior, and he was greatly feared. The oppression for 20 years was so great against the Israelites that the Bible says that the children of Israel cried out. If we, as America, will cry out, God will hear us. May 5th was the National Day of Prayer, and the scripture that we were asked to pray was 2 Chronicles 7.14. If you will say it with me, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We have to do more than pray. We have to turn. We have to turn from our sin. There will be healing for our land when there is brokenness, when there is repentance, then there will come restoration. Judges 4.4 says, a woman appears on the scene. Now here's where some of like to drop out of the story. They like to move on through this part. But, and the whole message today is not about this, but since it's in here, we're going to talk about it. Deborah is a prophetess. She is a wife a mother, and a judge. A prophetess means she was the preacher. She spoke the word of God. It's okay for women to minister the word of God. It's in the Bible. God puts in his word exactly what he means. He is no respecter of persons, and he will use women as well as men. So thank God for Deborah in this message. God can and does use women to judge, to prophesy, to be a wife and a mother. Deborah was an incredibly gifted woman of God. She worked outside of her home as well as in. The key was she made herself available to God to be used. The story continues with Deborah. She called Barak, the Israelite commander, to receive a command from God. 
hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee 10,000 men. And I, God says, I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude. And I will deliver him into thy hand. So here God is telling Barak, the Israelite commander, I'm going to draw this host of an army against you. I am going to draw him to the river, and I am going to give him into your hand. In other words, Sisera, he doesn't stand a chance. Sisera doesn't know it, but he's going down because God has determined it. And Barak is going to enjoy the victory. I am going to hand you the victory, Barak. That's what God is saying. But Barak, the Israelite warrior, commander, says, no, I'm not going, not unless you go with me, Deborah. See, Barak put his trust in a woman, in Deborah. He didn't put his trust in God and in his word. So Deborah said, okay, that's okay. The children of God have cried out to God, and he is going to answer. He's going to answer for their homes. He is going to answer for their families and for their nation. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not of. We have a family in our church that they have their alarm on their phone set for 3.33 every day. And that alarm goes off, and they pray, and they call unto God for their family, for their nation. And I think that's a great habit to have, that at 3.33 every day, we have an alarm set that calls us to prayer, not just on May 5th, but every day of the year, call unto God for our families and for our nation. This victory is determined by God against the Canaanite king. But the honor of the defeat will not go to Barak, the mighty warrior, but it will go to a woman because he did not believe in God. Barak, putting his faith in Deborah, lost the honor for this battle. I just want to know today if there are some women, if there are some grandmothers, if there are some men today who will stand up in Evangel Temple today in this church and in online and say, I am going to fight for my nation. I am going to fight for my family. I am going to fight till God answers. The attack against our homes, against our families has been vicious and it has caused our families to be oppressed by the world's standards, by the government, by activists who think they know what is best for our children, who think they know what is best for our kindergartners, who want to teach our children, our kindergartners about transgender, homosexuality, who wants to teach our children about promiscuousness, who wants to teach our children in school about things they should not know. They battle us with cartoons. They battle us with movies. They fight against our families and our children. And they tell our children complete lies. It's a lie. God created two sexes, male and female. And there's no other question. It's in the Word. 
and his word is truth. I looked it up. I thought, what in the world? How, what can they be saying? And it's crazy. There are some places where it says there are 51 genders. 51, and I thought that was a lot. Then I read there were 58. Then I read there were 71. So how many genders can there be? It's crazy when man gets involved. There are two, male and female, and that is what our children need to know. They should not be lied to by teachers or by anyone else. Children in kindergarten and school, they just want to know when it's time to go to the playground. They want to know when they can play with their friends. What am I having for lunch? What is for snack? They need to be taught math, the alphabet. They need to, taught, to be taught how to be good humans, how to play with other children, to read and write. Let's forget all this other stuff and let's stay focused on what is truth and what our children need to know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Judges 4.15, remember Sisera's sin. And the Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host, and all, all, the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. So enters jail and Sisera. Notice we read that Sisera is a big, strong commander of a huge army. David, uh, he's the commander of the Canaanite king. He flees away on foot from the battle. Every one of his soldiers die. Everyone in his army dies. Not one is left. But where is the big, strong warrior? He's sneaking away. He's a coward. That's what sin is. Sin is a coward, and it sneaks around. Now enters the story jail. She, too, is a wife. It does not say that she is a mother. She is not a prophet. She is not a judge. She is a wife to a man named Heber. There is commotion outside of Jael's tent. Verse 17 and 18 says, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenites. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her, into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. Now, as I was studying these passages, we must see that Jael, too, went outside of her tent, her home. She had responsibilities outside of her tent. And as we read, we realize that Jael knew something was wrong. There was something going on outside her tent. She could have stayed in her tent. She could have hidden away and prayed that no one saw her. 
She could have decided not to get involved. But what did she do? She went out of her tent. We can't stay in our homes safe. We can't stay in our homes hidden away. We have to get involved. We have to stand up for right. We have to do what is right for our families, for our children, for our nation. She decided she was going to make a difference in her world, and we can too. She obviously was not a prophet or a judge, but Jael was resourceful and she was fearless. She was brave and she was wise. Sisera said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk, and she gave him drink and covered him. Again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee and say, Is there any man here that thou shalt say no? Now understand this. Jael was a woman. She really had no choice when this evil man came to her tent. He was coming in whether she wanted him to or not, he was coming in. But in Eastern culture, there was a law that said if a man entered a woman's tent who was not her husband, then it was a crime punishable by death. Jael and Sisera both knew this law. So Jael was wise. She gave him milk to drink instead of water. Good old calcium puts you to sleep every time. She covered him, and this evil spirit, this man, Sisera, started telling her what she was going to do. Give me something to drink. Stand at the door. Watch for my safety. Hide me. Don't tell anyone he, I'm here. Lie. Now, there may be some spirits in your home. Live in your home. You didn't invite them in, but they came in. They pushed their way into your home. And they're telling you what to do, making you afraid to resist. This spirit may come through your television. It may come through your computer, your phone, internet, music, videos. I don't know, whatever media way, whatever way it comes in. But it's oppressing you, and it's oppressing your family but you have power to resist. You have power to resist. Wife, mother, grandmother, man of God, you have the power to resist. Jael did not become a victim. She did not wring her hands and break down and cry in a puddle of tears. She knew that he was a warrior and she knew that he was stronger than her. She didn't say, well, they're 18 and I can't control them. They're going to do what they're going to do. A thousand times no. A thousand times no. You may think you can't control them, but there is control. Woman of God, women of God do not sit down. They do not become victims to circumstances. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, you have armament. You have tools with which to fight the enemy when he comes into your house. You stand up against him. There is no weapon 
that is formed against you that can prosper. Worship team, if you will come back. The hammer and the nail. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and she took a hammer in her hand, and she went softly to him. How did she go to him? Softly. And she smote the nail into his temples, and she fastened him to the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. So Jael, a normal housewife, doing everyday life, using what was in her tent, what was in her home, became the heroine in this story. Notice she didn't pick up a sword. She didn't pick up a spear. Those were man's weapons. She used everyday tools that were in her tent, tools that she was accustomed to because, see, she was a nomad. She and her family moved around with the tent. She was used to taking a tent down and putting the tent up. She was used to a hammer. She was used to a nail, so she knew what to do with them. Jael had to go outside of her tent into her world. Evil came knocking at her door, and evil came in, but she was wise. The evil spirit was strong. It was commanding, and it was demanding, but Jael did not respond with fear. She was a woman who was willing to be used by God. She had soft ways about her, not loud and brash. She had milk. She had a bed. She had a hammer, and she had a nail. But most importantly, she had the word of God. Is not my word, Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord. It is like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The hammer represented the word of God. It breaks the power of sin. It moves mountains. It causes evil spirits to run. What was the word of God that determined the outcome? Remember the word spoken to Deborah, the wife, the mother, the judge? Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee 10,000 men, and I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon. I will deliver him into thine hand. The defeat of the army was determined by God by God because the Israelites cried unto God and they repented of their sin. God answered with his word. God true the enemy to the battle. His word will not return void. Isaiah 55, 11. His word will not return void. Jael was willing to be used. Judges 4, 21, 23. And behold, as Barak, the Israelite commander, pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. Now here's a miracle that you don't read in chapter four. You have to go to chapter five. Judges 5, eight. There was no shield or spear with the Israelites. 
They had no physical weapons. The Israelites had no weapons. You may feel that you have no weapons, that you have no strength or weapons to fight the enemy in your life. The shield is our faith. The spear would be the word of God. There was a battle that took place in the heavenlies, Judges 5.20. They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. What does that mean? That verse means that the angels in heaven fought for the children of Israel. It says the stars, the heavens moved for the children of Israel. I want you to know, woman of God, mama, that the word of God is a hammer. And when you pick it up, victory is determined. Did you hear me? When you pick up the word of God, victory is determined. But you, we, I have to be willing to fight. We cannot be afraid. When hell, when evil comes against our families, our home, our jobs, our lives, we pick up the hammer. We start speaking the word of God. We start praying the word of God. And when we do, there's a prayer in the heavens. There's a move in the heavens. There's a move in the stars. God will be on your side. Get the evil out of your home. Clean out wherever it's hidden in your homes. If it's on your computers, if it's on your phones, start cleaning out, deleting, permanently deleting, blocking. Get rid of anything in your home that is not holy and worthy to be in a Christian's home. As for me and my house, Joshua 24, 15, we are going to serve the Lord. There may, may be times when you have to move softly, not loudly, but you may have to move softly and stealthily. Remember, the enemy is not your children. The enemy is not your husband. The enemy is not your wife. The enemy is not your neighbor or the person that you feel like has been attacking you. But the enemy is the devil and the spirits that are working through them, that are working in our world. They lie to our children. They try to make them question their identity. They teach our children that vaping, drugs, porn, perverted relationships, abortion, the murder of a baby is okay. They teach our children that sex before marriage is okay. It's not okay. It's a lie from the enemy. These spirits create turmoil in our homes, in our families in our lives, in our nation. They cause our young people to be drawn away to bad influences that pull them away from the truth of God and sound doctrine. Godly influences, speak the word. Don't ask these spirits to move. You command them to move. You command those spirits to lead. You fight till heaven answers. I want you to stand with me right now. Judges 5, 24 through 27. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite be. 
Blessed shall be she be among above the women in the tent. Now, as Christians, we sometimes read right past that statement. But let me tell you how important that statement is. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. In the Jewish culture and family, the heroes of the tent were Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel. They were the matriarchs of the Jewish nation. Jael was not a mother, but she was put on the same level as the matriarchs of the Jewish nation. She is celebrated. He asked water. She gave him milk. She brought forth butter and a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer, she smote Sisera, sin. She smote off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. Now I want you to say this with me. At her feet, sin bowed. Sin fell. Sin lay down. At her feet, sin bowed. Sin fell. Where sin bowed, there sin fell down dead. Hallelujah. 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 James 4, 7. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Ladies, I want you to take this paper. And I want our women to come to the altar as close as you can get. All women, if you will bring this paper with you and come to the altar. Now, I don't know what is attacking your family today. Anything that is bringing stress. You don't have to be married. All women, girls included, you can come to the altar. I don't know what is attacking your family today. Anything that is bringing stress, sin, rebellion in your home is not of God. But you are not a victim. We are not victims. Romans 8, 37 Say it with me. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You are more than a conqueror. You are not victim and you are not subject to the things that are oppressing your home and your family. And we're going to pray. Now, I don't know. I know that in this crowd, there are some that don't know Jesus as their personal Savior. And knowing Jesus is as easy as ABC. And we're going to pray a prayer right now. And I want everyone to pray it with me. And I want you to repeat after me. And if you mean it, then you will be saved. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. Thank you that when I admit that I am a sinner, And I believe that Jesus is the Son of God.
I confess my sins to you, Lord. And I confess you as my Lord. Help me to live for you. Help me to be the woman or man of God that you meant me to be. Thank you that your word is power and that it destroys the works of the enemy in my life and in my family. And I am more than a conqueror through you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are faithful to your word and that you perform your word. You said you honor your word above your name. And Lord, I thank you for each and every one of these women that have come forward today, that have received you as their personal Savior. Lord, I pray that your word will become life and power and that it will change and move. Lord, and that the dark places in their heart, that it will be lit with the word of God that will shine a light on their path and that it will order their steps. God, I thank you that your word is life and power and healing. Lord, I pray for all of these women today that you would minister to every need. Now, if you are sick in your body, you have some type of sickness and that you need a miracle, I want you to raise your hand. Women, look around you. Men, look around you. If there's someone with a hand raised, they need a miracle. And we're going to pray healing over these mamas and over these people today. Put your hand on their shoulder right now. Hallelujah. Father, we lift our hands in prayer over these women who face sickness and disease, things that have been sent by the enemy because sickness is satanic bondage. And in the name of Jesus, we bind it today. We thank you for your word because you sent your word and you healed our disease. Thank you for your word. You said I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon you. And when your stripes, we are healed by the power of the word of God. And we receive it today. We receive it today. We receive healing. We receive salvation. Lord, we pray for deliverance from oppressive spirits that have worked against women's minds and in their homes and in their families. The oppression of the enemy that brings depression in their lives. God, the oppression of the enemy that has caused children and people to question their identity. Lord, you give us our identity. And no man, no man, no government, no person can change that identity because our identity comes from you. And we look to you who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we walk in you. We trust in you. We speak your word and we will obey your word and we will respond to the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I plead the blood over these women today. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Here are the 
because I believe the Word of God is voice activated. And we're going to make a few declarations right now. Who I am in Christ. The Word of God says, I am. Say it out loud. The Word of God says, I am God's child. For I am born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I am forgiven of all my sins and washed in the blood of Jesus. I am a new creature. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into God's kingdom. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am blessed. I am a saint. I am above only and not beneath. I am holy and without blame before Him in love. If you want to know who you are, here's a quick list right here, front and back. You make these declarations over your life, over your family, over your children, and you speak the Word of God in your home. You speak the Word of God in your car. You speak the Word of God wherever you go, and you declare who you are. And know that this Word is a hammer, and it will shatter every attack of the enemy against you and your life and your family. Hallelujah. 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 Have a happy Mother's Day. You have a good day. You are a warrior.